I want to take a quick second to promote a business that's a friend of the podcast and also a person who runs it as a friend of mine, and that is Sick Little Creations. So you can find it on Redbubble. There's amazing uh, stuff on there. You can find artwork, stickers, um, some clothing, a bunch of other stuff. Find it on redbubble.com. You can also uh, find more of her work at Pinterest. Be sure to check that out. It's really amazing work. So any at any time you have, you need to get a gift for someone. Like I know we're, you likely just missed Mother's Day, but still you do have you do a Father's Day coming up. There's still birthdays. There are a variety of other holidays that you can go for. So definitely be sure to check that out. And that's the sick little creations. And you can find that on Redbubble. And also be sure to follow her on Pinterest as well. Hi, everybody. This is Matt Kirby, and welcome to a brand new episode of Groupie and Harmony, a podcast all about music. Today, there's a bunch that I want to get to. Um, festivals. So, again, I'm really excited about I'll get into that in a little while. Uh, but before we do, I have my typical shameless plug. I have a Facebook page. It's called Groupie and Harmony. Make sure you give that a like because I post whenever I have any updates about the podcast, whenever I release any new episodes, or whenever I have any updates about my blog, Feeling Groupie. So, for the blog, I haven't updated lately. I've been a little bit swamped. My sister just moved this past weekend, so um, uh, so I haven't had a chance to. Hopefully, sometime in the next couple days, I'll have a new post on that. Um, be on the lookout for part two of the Confusing Popular Band series. Uh, that will come in the next couple days, God willing, um, if not by the end of the week. And then I also have another blog, which also has a separate Facebook page called Is Baller Trademark Yet? That one's all about basketball and predominantly the NBA. So I have a, I have a post that's going to be coming out at the latest sometime this week. So be on the lookout for that one. That will just be a boatload of different uh, topics related to uh, related to the NBA. So, um, um, but yeah, so, uh, bef- and then I'm going to have some other ones also coming out, like for the, for instance, with the basketball one, I'm going to have, uh, um, like right when the regular season ends before the playoffs, I'm going to make my playoff predictions. I'm also going to be making, uh, I'm also going to be predicting the award winners. I'm also going to say who I would choose for the award winners. Um, and then for the music one, I have a bunch of ideas that I haven't really weeded out quite yet and haven't figured out how I'm going to do it. I started one thing that I think would be a lot of fun also that will be in the long-term future, I think. But uh, um, but if nothing else, I'll definitely have uh, the, confu- um, the, the fictional festival series. I'll have a new entry in that, possibly for a new festival than the one I've been doing lately. Um, and... Before we dive into one of the main topics, so um, this past Sunday was Mother's Day, so I do want to uh, wish all, well, all the mothers, mother figures um, in people's lives, uh, um, uh, happy Mother's Day, and uh in and in particular, I do just also want to uh, wish. Uh, and it was a little bit delayed, belated, but also my mom, uh, Happy Mother's Day as well. So um, she she's absolutely amazing. She's a big part of who I am today, um, whether you like that or not, <laughs> um, and. I, I mean, especially I think that she really has embraced like my different interests, um, and I really, I really appreciate it so much. So, um, even though I did spend the day with her, actually with my sister moving, I did spend the weekend with her because we were driving back and forth a lot together. Um, but that said, 
and still she is amazing and I'm so I know I'm so lucky to have her as a mom so um the first topic that I want to discuss before the next the top one of the big topics I want to discuss before the festivals is uh childish Gambino is being sued regarding copyright infringement on his hit song this is America um and uh Florida rapper Kid West in particular um, has claimed that there are substantial simil similarities to his song Made in America. And I think so far, from a lot of people online, there's mixed responses about it because there's a lot of people saying it's not that similar. Um, I think really in particular, he had claimed, uh, Kid West had claimed that, uh, quote, the sub uh, quote, uh, quote that the substantial similarities between the songs include but are not limited to nearly identical, unique, rhythmic, lyrical, and thematical, compositional, and performance content contained in the chorus or hook sections that are centerpieces of both songs, end quote. So I'll be honest, I, cause I'd never heard of his song before that. I listened to that one and I also listened to, uh, this is America again. I, I didn't feel like that. I mean, there are sure there are similarities in key maybe, but, and but I mean, the thing is though, with, in terms of lyrical thing, I didn't feel like that lyrically, they were particularly similar and in term, but in terms of theme, I don't feel like you can't, I don't, are you, I don't know if you're able to sue because of, and I mean, I think that really the theme is really relying more on the fact that he considers the other aspects of it, lawsuit. I didn't feel like there. I personally didn't feel like there was enough similarities to warrant a lawsuit. Um, but then again, I'm also the kind of person who um, who argues that you shouldn't that it's not suable for using a chord progression, even though the court, even though courts have ruled in that in that case. Now that uh, Tom Petty is a songwriter for "Stay with Me" because it uses the same chord pro progression as "Don't Back Down." Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's, I personally hope that it, uh, in this case, a lot of times I, a lot of times when I listen to these, I just think that most of the time it's just a chord progression. Um, I think that in terms of lyrics, I think the lyrics were different enough that I don't feel like that's, uh, that I didn't feel like it was similar. Um, in terms of theme, I think that's, I wouldn't even, I think that's stupid to even have a lawsuit for theme on its own. Um, so I w wasn't even considering that one. Rhythmly, I, I mean, sure, there's, there are similarities rhythmly, but it also felt like that's, uh, kind of flow, both songs felt like a flow that's kind of non-unique in hip hop. So, especially nowadays. So that's why I didn't, I personally didn't feel like it was for this song worthy of a lawsuit. Um, we'll have to see what happens though. Um, and now as the segue into, uh, the, excuse me, as the segue into, uh, the, um, the next topic. Um, so, for uh, the Alt LDN Festival, um, which is an, uh, um, want to say uh, I always mess this up. But I want to say it's an Australian festival. Oh no, I'm sorry, UK festival. I always mess that up. Um, so for their festival, um, they an act has been officially dropped for it. Uh, so, um, the controversial hip-hop group, um, D'Anfert, um, a South African duo, they, uh, they were dropped be um, after complaints from multiple acts, including Zan, Bob Villain, and Architects, um, with, uh, Zan in particular saying that he, uh, that he did not, or saying that they didn't feel comfortable with, uh, with it and uh, with their presence on it, and then uh, Bob Villain saying that um, 
Tarzan in particular, actually, first said uh, that quote. It must be said, uh, I do not feel comfortable at all with a certain band, D'Anvert, playing this festival. Having a safe space for victims and all people should be a priority to all of us. And in this instance, because it is not, I will not allow my stance to, uh, on this to come off as complacent by not addressing what needs to be addressed. And then Bob Villain had said, uh, on, had tweeted out saying, regarding D'Anvert on Alt London, um, I would ask the other bigger artists on the festival to do some research on D'Anvert's history of abuse, racism, and homophobia, and ask that they are that they are removed from the festival. Um, so, so, um, so, so far, um, in particular, uh, there were allegations uh, when um, related to a homophobic attack from uh, uh, from Andy Butler or on against Andy Butler um, from Hercules and Love Affair by the band, and um, which uh, they have, uh, which uh, the group has argued was uh, do, was made to uh, was edited to make it look like it was based on sexuality, and then um, Australian musician uh, uh, Zini Sparks um, has accused uh, one of the members Ninja of sexually abusing her and crafting revenge porn, and there were also allegations related to um, other assault indecent assault. And there were some allegations related to, I, um, there were other uh, similar allegations. So um, the group has departed from the festival. It was, uh, um, the festival has said that it was done by mutual agreement. Um, so, uh, Um, but so currently, some of the big names on that festival uh, incl uh, in include uh, Playboy Cardi, Lil Yachty, um, the Kid Leroy, um, Lil Skies, Ski Mask the Slum God, Architects, Machine Gun Kelly, um, Slip Token, um, Mario Judah, Princess Nokia, Smoke Perp, and uh, several others. So, let's move on to the music, to the fun part that I was really looking forward to today. Talking about music festivals. So, there's a bunch of music festivals that have announced their uh, lineups for this year. Now, I will say with the, and I want to, and there are a bunch that I have yet to discuss. So, um, I want to give this as a caveat here that I don't know how, whether any of these festivals will able to be held due to what the CDC has, what this, or what the government says, what the CDC recommends, anything like that. Um, in the meantime, I am reading these as assuming that each of them will go on as planned. That said, they might not. Um, but I'm just reading, I'm just going to say a bunch of festivals that... Um, excuse me, I'm just going to go over a bunch of lineups that either have updates, festivals that I have yet to talk about, um, and just other things with related to the lineups. Um, I'm going to be focusing more on U.S. festivals. The main reason for that is just because uh, most of the listeners of the podcast are based in the U.S. So while there are a lot of festivals that are going on and are have been announced, I'm, I'm just going to announce the U.S. ones, um, just because even then that will take a while for this episode. So what I'm doing is I'm just looking at the different festivals and I'm discussing, uh, discussing the lineups, some of the updates, and uh, really just evaluating some of them also. So the first one that I want to do is give an update about the lineup. Um, so aftershock festival in uh, Sacramento, California. So um, previously what they had. Um, My Chemical Romance as the headliner on Saturday night to pair with Metallica headlining Friday and Sunday. MCR pulled out because they are postponing their tour until 2022. And I, that makes sense. It's a reunion tour. And if they were to do it in 2021, likely it would they, it would be limited. It would limit the number of people that 
would be able to see it. As such, they're postponing it to 2022, so they pulled out of this music festival Aftershock. So they were without a headliner briefly until they bo- uh, Aftershock booked the original Misfits to headline. So the Misfits are a legendary punk band. In particular, they're uh, one of the biggest bands in horror and um horror punk music. Um, really influential in a bunch of different uh, bunch of different genres. Um, like they have an influence in gothic rock, alternative, um, indie, and punk as a whole. So um, they have had sporadic re- uh, reunions for the original members, and it's always a big deal at festivals when they do and really exciting when they do so um they booked them i think that's a good call um because i mean they also have mudvayne headlining that same day so that so while they it would have been awesome to have like a big massive reunion for two things still that is really cool that they still could have another <laughs> another re- a reunion of sorts um with the original misfits i i think that's a really that i think that one was a good idea it's not the commercial necessarily the commercial success that like my chemical romance was but even still you do still have on that day several other acts who were, have found commercial success including uh the offspring machine gun kelly um mudvayne had some gojira has found a decent amount um and they're on the rise too so um overall i i like it i think that it was uh i think it's a fair decision Um, now the next one that I want to, now to go on for, the next one I want to discuss is how, where we switch into lineups that I have not discussed at all. So, um, the first one is, uh, Telluride Bluegrass Festival, Telluride Bluegrass Festival, and that one takes place in, uh, in Colorado, in Telluride, Colorado. So, um, it's a two-weekend festival, and they're, they have announced the, um, the main, the lines for the main stage so far. So, um, the, so for the first weekend, the current main stage artists that they have are Dirks Bentley, Sam Bush Band, Greensky Bluegrass, Punch Brothers, The Infamous String Dusters, uh, Bella Fleck and Abigail Washburn, uh, Sarah Jaros, the Tim O'Brien Band, um, Chris Tell, um, Hawktail, Shook Twins, and and Beauregard. And then on the, s- the second weekend, the Solstice weekend, uh, they have the Telluride House Band featuring Sam Bella, Jerry Edgar, Brian Stewart. Um, many of those artists are like bigger name artists who are either performing that weekend or the previous weekend, or both for that matter, um, Sam Bush Band, Emily Harris, Leftover Salmon, the Del McCory Band, Watch House, the band formerly known as Mandolin Orange, uh, Peter Rowan, the Jerry Douglas Band, Yonder Mountain String Band, Edgar and George Meyer, Crooked Still, and Sierra Hull. Um, so, I will confess, I'm not a big bluegrass fan, but that's a that's a really good lineup for them. Uh, they you they are ex- that festival is excellent at getting really good lineups and getting really deep lineups. And this one I think is a really strong lineup for in the genre. Um, and also like I mean you do have like on the first weekend because they usually wi- they often have acts that like an actor two for instance that will be a crossover into a different genre. Um, they have had several country artists that have been uh, been performing as well. And I think Dirk Bentley, wow, that's a big name. <laughs> um, but then, I mean, even like several of the other names, Sam Bush is really big in the genre. Um, in the genre. Emily Harris, legendary musician. Greensky, Greensky Bluegrass is a big one. Infamous String Dusters is a good choice. Um, Bella Fleck and, Ab- and Abigail Williams. I mean, I'm, I said keep saying Williams. Washburn, Abigail Washburn, excuse me. Um, I'm thinking of the historical figure and the Crucible character, um, I guess. Um, but yeah, Abigail Washburn, um, both are really big names. Sarah Jaros is rising. Um, and uh, Watch uh, Watch House, that's a strong choice. Del McCory, Leftover Salmon. I think it's a lot of really good choices. So I'm really impressed with this lineup. Um, I ex- I'd be shocked if this one doesn't sell out, honestly. Um, 
That one's currently scheduled for June 11th. Uh, first weekend scheduled for June 11th to 13th, and uh, the second weekend scheduled for June 17th through 20th. And now the next one that I want to discuss is a smaller festival. It's a single day one. Um, so it's the MMRBQ uh, festival, and uh, it's put on by uh, the Philadelphia radio station WMMR. And uh, um, this one, it's uh, going to be in New Jersey. And it, uh, the lineup, so um, you have Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, and Cheap Trick as the biggest names. And then you have Dirty Honey, Mammoth WVH, which is um, Wolfgang Van Halen's uh, project after Van Halen, uh, um, after the project of Van Halen ended after Eddie Van Halen passed. Uh, Dorothy, Aaron Jones, and then a local band, Foxtrot, and The Get Down. So, I... I think that's a... I think that's a really good... A good lineup, especially for that size. Um, they, uh... Um... I mean, it's like I think that those three, of, especially first off, the two of Jane's Addiction and The Offspring, those are big names, and I, they usually do. I have a look at their past lineups; like they usually get bigger names. Like they had Disturbed headlining one year, for instance. So it's not like a shock they get big that they would get a big name. But even still, I think that's really cool to have like Jane's Addiction and The Offspring as because those are not well. Neither of them are as big as like for instance Disturbed. But I think that having the two pairing is really smart um and then i think cheap tricks also another good one because they do have a strong following and then um and then a lot of the undercard acts are more hard rock which i think is a good decision to go with that because i know they do play a lot of hard rock music um so yeah I'm, i think that was a good one uh next one that i want to discuss is governor's ball so the head so this one's taking place Oh, I forgot to mention. Actually, the um, the MMRBQ is taking place on September twenty fifth. Um, Governor's Ball um, is taking place September twenty fourth through twenty sixth. It's in New York City at City Field. I think this is different than where they normally hold it. I think they normally hold it maybe Randall's Island. I think they've held in the past. I'm not sure exactly where they have the last few years. Um, so. The headliners, Friday, you have Billie Eilish. Saturday, you have Aesop Rocky and J Balvin. Sunday, you have Post Malone. And then for some other big name acts, on Friday, you have DaBaby, Rufus Dussault, uh, Leon Bridges, Portugal the Man, 24K Golden, Future Islands, Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist, Earth Gang, and many more. On Saturday, in addition to Aesop Rocky and J Balvin, you have Megan Thee Stallion, Phoebe Bridgers, Pink Sweats, King Princess, Amine, uh, Pink Th or Big Thief, Corday, um, formerly known as Webiana Corday, um, Bleachers, Arizona, Charlotte Lawrence, and more. And then on Sunday, to pair with Post Malone, you have Twenty One Savage, Ellie Goulding, Young Thug, Burner Boy, Carly J, Ra Carly Ray Jepsen, Jamie XX, Dominic Fike, Asmino, Duck Sauce, Princess Nokia, and some more. So, overall, I think it's a good lineup overall. Um, I think, really, my only thing with it is that, like, I think this... I think the Friday lineup is so much more loaded than the other days. Um, but, I mean, even, even still, though, I mean, like, having, like, for instance, Leon Bridges is, like, the fourth day of Friday is insane. Um... But, I mean, at the same time, then you also have, like, JBXX on the second line of the undercard on Sunday. Um, so, I think that Saturday's probably a little bit thinner than the other one, but it is still deep. Like, you have, like, um, Corday and Bleachers are far down on that one. Um, overall, I mean, they, because, I mean, with the... Governor's Ball, it's interesting, because they have, in my opinion, because um, I tend to rank the different uh, 
like have the break the different festivals on a one to five scale um where like one is like maybe a local festival that doesn't have major artists and or any even maybe sometimes even out-of-state artists or anything like that and then uh and then five and then five is like Coachella, Lollapalooza, festivals like that. Um, so Governor's Ball has, in recent years, shifted towards a five because of the headliners they got and also the depth they've had. I think the headliners make it a five. The depth on Saturday does make me question whether it's a 4.5 instead. But that said, I, overall, I, people will go to it. It will sell out, I'm sure. Um... It will it will be a success. Um, I just think that this lineup. I'm not sure that this lineup holds up in compared to other festivals that will be held this year that have announced their lineups, and in particular. But even still, I know there are some other festivals that have been a little bit disappointed with their lineups. But also, I don't know how it will hold up in terms of previous years. But that's not surprising because there likely will be acts that they can't book. But overall, I don't think it's a bad festival by any means. I think it's a solid lineup. Next one I want to discuss is the festival with my favorite, my favorite named festival, Incarceration. It's a music and tattoo festival that takes place at the Ohio State Reformatory. It is called Incarceration, which Ohio State Reformatory is a the is the closed prison that is uh, most known for being the setting in Shawshank Redemption. So this one takes place in Ohio, um, and Mansfield, Ohio. And it's going to take place September 10th through 12th. So, and this one is done by Danny Warren Presents, the festival, the company that does Aftershock, Epicenter, um, Louder Than Life, Welcome to Rockville, both of which we'll talk about later, um, Sonic Temple, several others. Um, so Friday... Or basically, on Friday, they have Slipknot. Saturday, they have Mudvayne. And Sunday, they have Rob Zombie for headliners. Um, and then for the two lines, the first two lines of the undercard, on Friday, to pair with Slipknot, there's Mastodon, Killswitch Engage, Steel Panther, The Who, not to be mixed up with the legendary rock band The Who. This one is the um, Rising Mongolian Folk Metal Band, spelled H-U. Um, Ice Nine Kills, Bad Flower, Escape the Fate, New Year's Day, and Local H. On Saturday, to pair with Mudvayne, who is also on their reunion, uh, five-stop reunion tour, and the five-stops are all Danny Wimmer Presents shows, you have A Day to Remember, Chevelle, Asking Alexandria, Pop Evil, August Burns Red, Crown the Empire, Bad Omens, uh, Fame on Fire, and more. Um, and then Sunday, to pair with Rob Zombie, you have Hailstorm, Beartooth, Motionless in White, Fever 333, Wage War, All That Remains, the Devil Wears Prada, Attila, Fire from the Gods, and uh, more. So overall, so with this festival, historically, um, this one has been like at least a step lower than the other uh, than the uh, than other hard rock metal festivals. And usually they get big name headliners for it, but the um, but the undercard usually was the undercard acts usually were a little bit uh, they didn't have as much depth. Um, and this year it's the same kind of thing, but even still with what, with that in mind, I think they did very, I'm, I think they did very well with it given that, um, I mean, I think that Slipknot, if you get Slipknot for a hard rock metal festival, you're in good shape. Um, same thing with like, they could, they'll headline like any festival pretty much for the genre. Um, I mean, they're big enough to Rob Zombie there. He's he'll typically be for like those um, for many Dana Warren presents festivals in the last few years, he's been either the headliner or the second biggest name. He's still a big name in hard rock metal. So that, I think that he, him headlining one day is a good choice. Um, Mudvayne realistically, they're a, so they were a little bit lower in the aftershock lineup, but then again, aftershock does have a bigger and deeper lineup usually for that one. Um, so I, so it wouldn't surprise me if for some of the other ones, Mudvayne is like closer to headlining than where they were with Aftershock, which I think was like the fifth biggest name on Saturday. Um, and I mean, Mudvayne did have fine commercial success. 
um, before they had broken up. So it's not like it's not like they can't headline. Um, and then as for like, I think it was a good idea to have like um, acts that like the some of the bigger acts on there, uh, the bigger undercard acts like Mastodon. That's a bigger name in hard rock metal. Um, a day to remember, Chevelle, Hailstorm, same kind of thing. Like those acts are bigger. I don't bat an eye to see them where they are. Um, and then I think with the other ones, they did a good job of getting acts that are rising, acts that have are are releasing a bunch of acts of these acts are releasing albums, I believe. So that or have released albums recently. So that so they'd be touring anyway. So that's uh, definitely a good move. Um, I got a bunch of acts who were who had some success but aren't as big right now, which. Um, which can definitely help out their cause because um, they might not cost as much. Um, like, for instance, bands like Devil Wars Prada, Crown the Empire, All That Remains, um, Escape the Fate, New Year's Day had a brief moment. Um, but yeah, they have a bunch of acts that are, they do have followings. Like, August Burns Red does have a following. Pop Evil, I think, is a really underrated one. Um, they they have had us for many years, so I think that them getting them was really good. Um, and it means same thing with Steel Panther. They have a massive following, um, and I mean, they have a bunch of acts that are on the rise. Ice Nine Kills, uh, their last album exploded out of nowhere. Bad Flower is definitely rising. They're gonna, I imagine, they're gonna be, they're gonna be a bigger one. Um, Wage War, Fever Thirst, Three Thirty Three. There, I think those ones could be bigger in the genre. Um, overall, I think it's solid. Given it's a good lineup, given a the normal constraints with this festival. Um, one thing that does surprise me a little bit is that Beartooth is listed before Motionless and White on it. The reason that surprised me is because in... End of, I think it was beginning of 2020? If not, it was end of 2019, somewhere in that range. Um, Motionless and White was headlining a tour where Beartooth was their opener. So that is kind of funny to see that. Um, but anyways... Um, next festival that I want to discuss is Firefly Festival. So this one takes place in Dover, Delaware, scheduled for um, September 23rd through September 26th. So I just saw, I just actually just came across this one, I think today, maybe, if not yesterday. Um, so the headliners on Thursday, they have Billie Eilish. Friday, they have The Killers. Saturday, they have Tame Impala. And Sunday, they have... Um, they have Lizzo. And then as for, uh, so with the way they did this, I, um, they, so they listed the headliners, excuse me, the headliners out, and then they have a bunch of undercard acts underneath them. Doesn't look like the undercard acts are in, are, the, the undercard acts aren't paired with particular artists, look, or on particular days, I mean. So I'm just going to read them straight through as they appear. So some of the undercard acts include Megan Thee Stallion, Cage the Elephant, Roddy Rich, Wiz Khalifa, Machine Gun Kelly, Diplo, Glass Animals, Portugal the Man, Sylvan Esso, Cruangvin, uh, Phoebe Bridgers, Rez, Nelly, Black Bear, Slander, Maidon, um, Sophie Tucker, Chris Lake, Big Wild, Duke Dumont, um, Caribou, Taking Back Sunday, Band of Horses, Judah and the Lion, Indigore, Denzel Curry, Dominic Fike, um, Girl in Red, Mark Revelet, Oliver Tree, Still Woozy, Tate McRae, Kim Petras, Arlo Parks, and the list just keeps going on and on. Um, yeah, it's a, they have a bunch of, I will say, I think this one's a strong lineup. Um, I mean, I think that getting Billie Eilish is a good call. Um, Lizzo, I think is still a good call. Tame Impala, I, I mean, both the killers and Tame Impala, it's insane how, like, they're just so popular, because you always think, that they shouldn't be, I always feel like it's like, at times, it's like, are they really this popular? But then it's like, they, it's like, yeah, you, they can headline festivals casually. Um, but then also on top of that, I think that the undercard acts are really good choices, I think. Because um, they, I think that it's, um, like, for instance, I think that even getting like, Wiz Khalifa as like the fourth listed undercard act, I think that's, or like Roddy Rich also has an undercard act. Um, I think that because he's probably one out. I mean, one more album for him, and he'll he'd likely have to be booked as a headliner. 
Machine Gun Kelly is a card act, I think, is a amazing booking. And there's just so many acts. Um, like, I mean, Denzel Curry being as far down as he is. Um, and then they also booked several on the rise. Like, Phoebe Bridgers is rapidly on the rise. Rez, same thing with her. Um, Dominic Fike also is, like, in hot demand. Still woozy suddenly as um, everyone wants to book him, it seems like. Um, overall, I think this one, just for, I mean, well, the, um, I think the headliners are solid choices. There will probably be people that are disappointed by the headliners, but such is life. Um, I think that the headliners, I think the headliners are solid choices, but the undercard acts is often what I look at to say whether I think a, a festival is good or not. I think they, I think they nailed it. There are even a lot that are further down that I think it's like, wow, these are really good too. Um, so yeah, I'm, I think that this one, I don't want to say it's the best one I've seen. I because I don't want to say that without actually having in my head, whether it is or not. I think this one is up there though. It's gotta be up there. Um, so I do want to quickly mention two other, um, two other artists. Uh, I mean, two other festivals quickly. Um, so, uh, Danny Weimer presents festivals. The full lineups aren't out yet for these festivals. So, um, the first of these festivals I'm going to mention is Welcome to Rockville. Um, that one, they have announced that Mudvayne is coming for, is performing at that one, which Mudvayne is going to be performing for five different Danny Weimer Sense festivals this year that, that are going to be held this year. Um, so Mudvayne is performing at that one. Um, and then, and, or Welcome to Rockville, I forgot to mention that one, uh, takes, that one takes place at, uh, Daytona Beach. It's going to be November 11th through 14th. Normally it's in May. Um, and then for, uh, Louder Than Life, this one takes place in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, it's scheduled for September 23rd through 26th. So, the full lineup is coming on the May 14th. And then as for the other... As for the other acts... Um, for the acts that they've announced so far, though. So far, they have announced Mudvayne. Wait, who's reunited for that one? Machine Gun Kelly. Beartooth. And Knocked Loose. So... I think those four are really good choices so far. Um, we'll have to see how the rest of it goes, but um, so far that's what there is for that one. Um, we'll, um, uh, so I'll, I'm not sure if I'll record an episode on the 14th, but if not, I'll, uh, I'll, men I'll like do one shortly after who I, uh, who I did, who I'll say. Um, or with who gets in, or who's performing, rather. Uh, next festival, Outside Lands. So, this one takes place at Golden Gate Park in California, obviously. Um, the headliners for this one. So, the way they, they're doing it for this one is that, um, they, uh, they have uh, it kind of like listed as one act in the first line of the headliners, and, and then the next line is in the same font. But uh, um, so I'll read first off the headliner, which is the parts in the first the first line, and then I'll do the next line, and then I'll do a couple lines after that for each day. So the headliners on Friday, which uh, it's going to be October 29th through 31st, so Halloween weekend. On Friday, you have The Strokes. Saturday, you have Lizzo. And Sunday, you have Tame Impala. And then on Friday, um, to pair with The Strokes, the um, bigger names are that they have next are Tell the Creator and Glass Animals. And then some other ones include Kate Trinata, Kroengbin, Earth Gang, Sharon Van Etten, S.G. Lewis, Flo Millie, JPEG Mafia, and more. Um, and then on Saturday... Um, on Saturday, you have 
Lizzo, Vampire Week, uh, in addition to Lizzo, you have Vampire Weekend, Zoo, and Young Thug, which are the next line. And then after that, you have Lord Huron, uh, Melanie Martinez, or Melanie Martinez, 24K Golden, Angel Olsen, Mark Reblet, Arizona, Rico Nasty, Dr. Dog, and more. Um, and then on Sunday, to pair with Tim and Paula, the first line after that is J Balvin, Rufus Dussault, Kilani. And then after that, you have Nelly, Brittany Howard, Burna Boy, Troy Boy, Sophie Tucker, Boy Pablo, um, um, uh, Caroline Polacek, and more. So, overall, I think that one is a good, I think that one is a, is a good choice, I mean, a good lineup. Um, they do have, they are pretty deep. Um, so, um, I mean, like you, ha and like, for instance, some that I didn't even mention there, like, uh, on Friday, for instance, you have, uh, Trevor Daniel, 70 Shake, Moses Somni, the Who, as in H-U, um, and then, like, on Saturday, you have Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, um, oh, I didn't mention that, uh, Mom Tunes was, uh, performing Sunday, my bad, um, I skipped them, um, I skipped her, and then, uh, on, like, Sunday, for instance, you also have, like, Scary Pool Party, you have Cam on, like, the fifth line of the undercards. So, overall, I think this is a really deep lineup. The headliners, I think, are really good, and, I mean, even, like, the first few names are really good choices, too. Um, like, Young Thug has, like, the fourth biggest name on Saturday. <laughs> you're in good shape if that's how it's working for you. Even like Vampire Weekend, not even headlining. That's yeah. That's I'd say that you have a really good festival, uh, festival lineup, um, top heavy one. But then also they do they are just deep also. So um, overall, I do think this is one of the stronger festivals lineups I've seen so far. Uh, the next one that I want to mention is. Rolling Loud Miami, my twenty-one. So it's uh, so it's in Miami, obviously. Um, mostly hip hop artists. Um, the uh, so on. So on the headliners Friday, and it's all um, it's also uh, July twenty-third through twenty-fifth. I didn't mention that. Um, on Friday you have Aesop Rocky. Saturday Travis Scott. Sunday, Post Malone as the headliners. And then um, on Friday, some of the other big names. I'm going to read two lines there, which even still, there's there's a lot of artists in each line. So just this probably gives an idea of how deep each of these are. Um, in addition to ASAP Rocky on Friday, you have 21 Savage, Lil Baby, Playboy Cardi, Trippy Red, Rick Ross, Ski Mask the Slump God, City Girls, The Kid Leroy, um, Lil Tecca, Lil Skies, Moneybagio, Annalie Choppa, 42 Doug, Tushi, Snot, Flo Millie, uh, Moray, Dog, Currency, and three more lines, <laughs> many of which I'm like, wow, they put, <laughs> um, some of which it's still like, wow, that's really, those are really good bookings. Um, Saturday, to pair with Travis Scott, you have Young Thug, Roddy Rich, Kodak Black, Gunna, Swaley, Don Tolliver, Lil Durk. Not Nav, uh, Polo G, Sheck West, Young Dolph, Chief Keef, um, Coil Ray, Wale, Blueface, uh, J.I., Key Glock, Cash Page, Benny the Butcher, and three more lines. <laughs> and then, uh, and many of these on the, especially on the third line on the stair, still low. Like you have Lil Keed, Lil Goatee, Dave East, all on that line. Um, and then on Sunday, in addition to Post Malone, you have Lil Lucy Furt, DaBaby, Megan Thee Stallion, Tyga, Gucci Mane, Rod Wave, Lil TJ, Jack Harlow, Lil Yachty, Suicide Boys, uh, Pooh Shiesty, St. John, um, Young Blue, T-Pain, Fetty uh, Wap, Mulatto, uh, Rico, Rico Nasty, Poya, Tyler Yahweh, um, OGZ, and more. And... 
wow, that's a deep line. <laughs> that's a top-heavy and deep lineup. Um, yeah, this might be the I'm, this might be the best lineup I've seen so far this this summer. Um, for this year festivals, um, that is an insane lineup. Wow. Um, I mean, even like the fact that. Like you have ASAP Rocky, and he might be—he's probably the as a headliner. He's probably the third biggest headliner out of three. That's really impressive. And like you have, and it really—it's really insane for them also that they have Travis Scott, who like might be the biggest name out of the three right now, um, in hip hop, as the third as like the second day. Wow. And I mean, you also have like—I wouldn't have even bat an eye if, like, for instance, if they had. 24, 21 Savage, Young Thug, um, Lucy for or DaBaby as a headliner. Those are all in the, they're all in the undercard. And I mean, I, and I would have believed it if I saw like Megan Thee Stallion, Roddy Rich, Lil Baby, or even Playboy Cardi as one of, as a headliner on that day. And I mean, the, and, and this is, there's a lot of big name artists on this one. That's insane. Um, wow, this, <laughs> um, I, and also, I didn't mention this, I totally skipped over this one at the bottom, they also have special guest Bobby Shmurda, who was just released from prison earlier this year, as if it couldn't get more crazy, right? Um, so yeah, overall, that's an insane lineup, incredible lineup, wow, um, good luck to the festival that has to go after that. Which is Summerfest in Milwaukee. So the way that Summerfest works is uh, it's typically a three weekend festival. It's scheduled September second through fourth. Uh, this year it's September second through fourth, ninth through eleventh, and sixteenth through eighteenth. And um, they uh, so first off they originally and the way it works also is that they have a separate amphitheater where art, where there are artists that perform, and then there are boatload of other artists that they have performing um and uh, usually the biggest names are at the amphitheater and they also have some other several other big um combination of bigger names and smaller names at uh on like the festival stages so originally they had justin bieber performing at one at, at an amphitheater show um they he, however, he has postponed his tour until 2022. So instead, he is going to be one of the headliners for 2022's Summerfest. Um, as for 2021, here's what they have so far. So for the amphitheater, on September 2nd, you have Luke Bryan and Dylan Scott. I'm assuming Luke Bryan's headlining, Dylan Scott's opening. Um, on September 3rd, you have Chance the Rapper and 24K Golden. I'm assuming Chance the Rapper is headlining. On um, September 8th, you have Jonas Brothers and Spencer Sutherland. I'm assuming Jonas Brothers are headlining that one. On um, September 9th, you have Chris Stapleton and Cheryl Crow. Given how big Chris Stapleton is, I would, if I had to guess, I would guess that Chris Stapleton was, is the one that's headlining that one. Um... On September 10th, they have Zach Brown Band and Gabby Barrett. I'm assuming Zach Brown Band's headlining. September 15th, they have Dave Matthews Band. September 17th, they have Miley Cyrus. I don't know if they're adding in any others, um, but that's what they have so far. And then for the quote-unquote festival stage headliners, they have a bunch. So, um, so far they've announced the headliners for the festival stage. Um... They have additional performance they have yet to announce. Um, there's since it's a nine-day festival, they have a lot of uh, of artists here. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read off a bunch, and then once it start stops getting to names that I feel like are consistently big, then I'll just skip around. Um, so uh, you have. On September 17th, Run the Jewels. September 11th, Brent Eldridge. September 10th, g Also September 10th, Wilco. September 16th, Diplo. September 
excuse me, September 17th, Charlie Wilson. September 18th, Pixies. September 11th, ZZ Top. Uh, September 4th, Rise Against. September 16th, Fits in the Tantrums. September 11th, 311. Uh, September 16th, Dirty Heads. September 17th, Jake Owen. Septem also September 17th, Bleachers. September 3rd, DJ Diesel, which is Shaquille O'Neal's DJ gig. September 18th, Black Pumas. September 2nd, Big Wild. On the 9th, uh, Quinn XCI. Or Quinn 12. Um, on the 10th, Lindsey Sterling. Um, also on the 10th, Goo Goo Dolls. On the 3rd, Chris Jansen. On the 2nd, T-Pain. Also on the 2nd, Ario Speedwagon. On the 9th, El Gran Combo. On the 16th, Ludacris. On the 9th, uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Also on the 9th, Greenski Bluegrass. On the 17th, The Struts. On the 10th, OAR. On the 16th, Jordan Davis. On, also on the 16th, Jimmy D Allen. Also, on the 10th, Nelly. On the 18th, Cam. On the 2nd, Cold War Kids. On the 11th, Tank of the Bongos. On the 4th, Blanco Brown. On the 8th, um, Turquoise featuring Jerry Harrison and Arian Bello doing Remain from Remain in, Remain in the Light. Um, on the 4th, Internet Muddy. On the 2nd, uh, Jai Wolf DJ Set. On the 18th, Scotty McCreary. On the 10th, Jesse McCartney. On the 4th, Sticks. And they have several others, including Missio on the 2nd, Candlebox on the 17th, Phil Vassar on the 3rd, um, George Thurgood and the Destroyers on the 9th, Future Islands on the 17th, Drive Up Truckers on the 4th, Everclear on the 9th, DJ Jazzy Jeff on the 9th, um, Sugar Hill Gang on the 10th, Psychedelic Furs on the 17th, Indigo Girls on the 3rd, Maddie and Tay on the 10th, um, Blackberry Smoke on the 2nd, Jade Bird on the 10th, Modern English on the 3rd, um, Queen Strike on the 2nd, um, Liz Fair on the 16th, Better Than Ezra on the 3rd, Buck Cherry on the 11th, Annie DeFranco on the 9th, Tower of Power on the 16th, Sheila E on the on the 18th, Tyler Farr on the 10th, Kenny Hoopla on the 2nd, Galactic on the 18th, Hindra on the 11th, Toad of the Wet Sprocket on the 11th, Filter on the 11th, um, Living Color on the 11th, <laughs> Fishbone on the 17th, Weather Station on the 11th, yeah, this um, this festival tends to be really deep, which makes sense. They have nine days worth, so a lot of money does go into this one. Um, but yeah, I'd say that they have a lot. I think they have a lot of really good names booked, especially on the festival on like the festival stage. Um, like you have, for instance, G Easy and Wilco on the same day. Jeez, um, it seems like everyone's trying to get G Easy nowadays, which always surprises me, considering he hasn't had as much commercial success recently. But um, and Wilco is uh, is a pretty big name to have booked. Um, and then you have like Brett Eldridge and ZZ Top in the same day. That's that's nuts. Um, this yeah this this is a wild festival. There, there's no other way to put it. I feel like. Um, so, um, yeah, overall, they did really well with that one. Um, and that's why I chose to finish off with that one, because is it fair to have a, a bigger festival, um, to have a festival that's not as big as that one going after that one? Probably not. Um, so, uh, the last segment I want to do is a continuation of the a segment that I introduced last episode which uh was um which was just random album recommendation a lot of time it isn't necessarily a new album though in the segment i introduced this for it was mainly because admittedly i mainly just wanted to talk about pinkerton <laughs> so um that and because um so this week we'll continue it and it's often going to be albums that aren't necessarily new um so for the album that I'm going to recommend this week, it's my favorite album of all time, probably, which is a weird selection for, uh, which is, this album is a weird selection for to fit that bill. And it is by one of my favorite bands as well. And that is The Sufferer and The Witness by Rise Against. So that's their fourth album. It was the, it was their commercial breakthrough ultimately. Um, it hit number 10 in the U.S. They had uh, Prayer of the Refugee, 
which was their hit. It was right before their absolute smash commercial hit in a um, in Appeal to Reason. And I would, and there's a case to be made that it's their last heavier album. Even still, it wasn't quite as heavy as a lot of their earlier stuff, but still. So, um, this is an album that I have, that I, there was a point I had this album in my car for a year straight and frequently listened to it. Um, probably like, uh, probably like nine, probably like 70% of the time this, that I didn't have the radio, didn't have like Bluetooth on or anything like that. I had, I was listening to that CD and I like never got sick of it in that year span. Um, there's a lot of really good songs on it. Um, some of my favorites are, or my favorite one on the album is, uh, The Good Left Undone, The Good Left Undone, um, which was, uh, also the third single from the album, um, so, I, I love the song. Um, then the last song, uh, Survive, is my second favorite song on the album, so it's fun to get to listen to both of those. Um, and then, um, uh, and then some other ones that I loved. Um, Ready to Fall, another single from it, was a really good one. Um, Injection, it's a really good one. Um, Bricks is a good one. Um, they, I, so I really love this album. And uh, in particular, there are two songs that really totally deviated from the style of the rest of it. One of them is uh, The Approaching Curve, which uh, was like mostly spoken lyrics to the verses. Um, and I'll be honest, it's not a song I like listening to on its own, but I feel like, especially right before the song Worth Dying For, which is another song that I love, um, that, it makes sense there. It fits there. Um, and I mean, I feel like if, cause I, I feel like that when I, cause I, um, if I, cause, uh, I skipped it once or twice and it didn't feel right. So I literally skipped, I literally backtracked back to that song. So, um, uh, and then the other stylistic different one was, uh, Roadside. So now there are there are a lot of songs that are, uh, there are a lot of albums that do have like one softer song in the album, like Rising S albums. Um, some of them are immensely successful, like uh, Swing Life Away. Some of them, in my opinion, fall flat. I'm looking at you here, O4. Um, but this one I think might be the best one. I think the harmonies are really good. Um, the, the instrumentals on it, I think we're uh, also um, really, we're also uh, solid songs. Um, but I thought that the uh, that the vocals on it were really good. Um, and yeah, I think that for this one, this album definitely won't be for everyone. Um, there will be people who would argue that it's just too heavy for them, and I get that. That's totally fair. Um, there, are, You also have... Uh, People might say this that no song is necessarily heavy enough. I get that also. There are times where Rise Against doesn't do it for me um, when I need something heavy. Um, especially, like, but if, I think that this one, if you're into, like, melodic hardcore music, if you're into, like, maybe emo music, if you're into maybe even hardcore punk um, and maybe, like, hard rock music, you might, you probably will find something that you like on this album. So... I would definitely recommend this album. Um, and it's my favorite album, of course, so I'm a little bit biased towards it. And uh, before I go, I do just want to give a quick shout out to, because I know a lot of college graduations have been occurring lately. So congratulations to everyone graduating. That it really is not an easy task. Um, that really is exciting. And in particular, I do want to specifically give a shout out to my sister, Megan. She's been on the podcast a few times. Uh, she, so I'm recording this Tuesday. She just graduated from law school today. So congrats to her. I'm so excited for her. Um, I know she's worked so hard. Uh, if she wasn't working hard, she'd be on the podcast more. <laughs> I'd force her to be on the podcast more. But I'm really excited for her. Congrats, Megan. Um, and um, also, before I go, apologies for getting this. I know I normally 
record this on Sunday and then release it on a Saturday or Sunday. Um, I mean, sun Sunday or Monday, rather. But uh, apologies for the delay with this one. I'm recording it Tuesday. I originally recorded this Sunday. Um, there were a couple more festivals that I did want to discuss um, that had come out. I didn't, because I didn't release it Monday, and there were a couple things I wanted to discuss on after it came out, or after Monday, and I just got the chance to record it now. So here we are. Um, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. Um, I'll talk to you at the latest Sunday. Maybe even after they, but maybe they'll just do a quick episode after they, uh, release the, um, Louder Than Life lineup on, uh, for, on Friday, May 14th. So whatever happens, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this one. Make sure you like, uh, Make sure you like the Facebook page for Groupie and Harmony, and be sure to check out, in addition to the podcast, my blog, Feeling Groupie. Um, be sure to che- also check out the Facebook page for and the blog, Is Baller Trademarked Yet? My basketball one. Be on the lookout for new posts really soon, um, and I'll have posts for each this week. Thank you again. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.